0: Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insights into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Judges. We're still in chapter 12, which we just started yesterday, looking at verses 2 and 3 from the New King James Version. Jephthah has returned back to Gilead, a, a champion, He's lost his daughter because of a vow that he made, and now he has to deal with the Ephraimites. Um, He did not endeavor to pacify them, as Gideon had done in the like case. The Ephraimites were now more outrageous than they were then, and Jephthah didn't have the meek and quiet spirit that Gideon had. So they're telling him, well, you didn't invite us to the party. You didn't invite us to help you. But let's listen to Jephthah's reply. It reads, And Jephthah said to them, My people and I were in a great struggle with the people of Ammon. And when I called you, you did not deliver me out of their hands. So when I saw that you would not deliver deliver me, I took my life in my hands and crossed over against the people of Ammon, and the Lord delivered them into my hand. Why then have you come up to me this day to fight against me? Again, Judges chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, read from the New King James Version. I'll be back to share insights, and we'll close with prayer. Hi, I'm the host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. If you don't mind, go ahead and like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. You can also hear my podcast almost everywhere podcasts are heard. Again, that's Judges chapter 12, verses 2 and 3 from the New King James Version. This is Jephthah's response to the people of the tribe of Ephraim. Again, he did not try to pacify them, as Gideon had done. And um, he... Did not have the same meek and quiet spirit as Gideon, because Gideon said, "Well, you know, charge it to my head, to my uh, head, man. Don't charge it to my heart." But Gideon is like, "Okay, I asked for your help. You did not, you did not respond." But let me share what the commentaries had to say on this, whether they would be pacified or not. Jephthah takes care to justify himself. He makes it out that they had no cause at all to quarrel with him. It was not in pursuit of glory that he had engaged in this war, but it was a necessary defense for his country. And that's, this was, Ammon was a common enemy that he fought uh, against. One of the commentaries said that um, the Ephraimites said that Jephthah did not um invite them and Jephthah said that he did and one of the commentaries said that in chapter eleven it doesn't say that he sent messengers but he possibly could have. So we don't know if the fight was justified or you know the heart heart feelings are justified us or not. But he had invited the Ephraimites to come according to Jephthah to join him. Though he neither neither needed them nor was in the any obligation to pay that respect to them. He invited them, and they had declined the service. He said, I called you, and you delivered me not out of their hands. Had that been true, which they charged him with, um, it would have been grounds for the quarrel, but it seems like it was false. As a matter of fact, uh, it now appears that They had no cause to quarrel with him for um, what he had done for the common interests of Israel in a time of need. The enterprise, the war, the conflict was hazardous, and they had uh, more reason to pity him than to be angry with him. He said, I put my life in my hands that is, I exposed myself to the utmost peril in what I did, having so small an army. The, arm, the honor they envied was brought dearly enough, bought dearly enough, bought dearly enough they needed not to hold a grudge against him, against Jephtha, because few of them would have ventured as far as he did for it, for the victory. And he does not take the glory for the success to himself. He gives it all to God. The Lord delivered them into my hands. If God was pleased so far to make use of me for his glory, why should you be offended by that? Have you any reason to fight against me? Is not this in effect a fight against God in whose hands I have been uh, used as a worthy as in I have only been an unworthy instrument but God made him worthy for the task and again chapter 11 doesn't um, record a request but he possibly did send messengers the people of Ephraim here seems to be chronic complainers they had a chance to step up boldly for God and they did not. Yet, when the work was done and God was glorified, they complained. But they didn't uh, get, They complained that they didn't get to participate. And how many times have we seen that in our circle of uh, friends, especially in the church? You know, so much needs to be done. And for some reason, people want a personal invitation, even though they see the need. And it's a need that they can meet. And if they, if the if the need is met, and they didn't get to put their input in, it's like they feel offended that you have slighted them in some kind of way. They overlook the fact that you know what looks it makes the church look good. It makes God's it gets gives God gets God gets the glory because what needed to be accomplished has been accomplished with or without your help. Because God is in it. So, um, and that's what happened in this case. They complained that they didn't get to participate. And how often do we see that happen? The fact that the victory had been gained over their common enemy appears to be overlooked. Just like when we do things for the common good, sometimes that is overlooked. But let's pray. Father, we thank you as we study your word, and we pray that that pettiness that seems to come through by the children of Ephraim, that that is not what we bring to your house, Father, that when things get done and you get the glory, even if uh, someone doesn't get to participate especially whether they had the opportunity, whether they were invited to or not. Let us not have that type of spirit that we want to tear good work down just because we weren't a part of it in the name of Jesus. Father, we're praying. We're praying for President Biden, first of all, because uh, the last news I heard, I haven't heard anything lately, I haven't heard anything today because I've been on the road, but uh, praying for him praying for all who need you uh, especially with these viruses and now this new monkey pox. we're praying for help and healing that comes only from from you father. Uh, give doctors and scientists the wisdom they need to figure these um, viruses out so that they don't just take over again like uh, like COVID did. Father, we're praying for those who need you for healing. Praying for those who need you for help. Praying for those who need you for um, whatever the the needs are. And this is the time to articulate. Because, of course, the needs are many. And there's no way I could think of all of them. But, God, you are God. And you know what uh, your children need. Because not only are you God, you are good. And we thank you for that. Father, we're praying for... um, Again, those who need you in a special way, and as we pray, we also stop and praise. We praise you, and we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.